5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. A summertime And the living is easy Fish are jumping Don't you know my darling I, I said it right now And the cotton is high Like a, like a, like a Yo, let it all right, welcome in, everybody. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before, Ben. What are you talking about? Uh, ben B-Baby Byron running around like a man with his hair on fire. Hey, man. Oh, there we go. Uh, C-Squared, DJ C-Squared. Did I get it right, Chris? Woo! Yes, you got it right. <laughs> it's producing today. Look at you, Mr. Soundbite. Mr. Sound Drop, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it, it. It is uh, Patrick Johnson here. Patrick Johnson show. Uh, much to get into today. The uh, Brian Murphy is a guy we've been following all day uh, and and talking to all week, frankly, off the air. And uh, Brian uh, is kind of in the weeds on this uh, reporting. You may have heard him on Adam Gold this week. He's been uh, we played a cut from him yesterday from a, a story from last week. Uh, and he uh, also has uh, been like all over TV, uh, particularly in the triangle market about uh, this sports gambling uh, stuff. So here's kind of where we are right now. Uh, it is being bandied about on the House floor, but how did we get here? So yesterday... When we uh, left the air, we were kind of working through uh, Senate Bills 688 and 38, and they would raise tax rates and fees paid by sports wagering operators, essentially. They got through the House Rules Committee. Uh, they were kind of ramrodded through, uh, or, or actually got through uh, another committee yesterday. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, as the day has gone on, uh, they have advanced through a couple of other committees, again, kind of ramrodded through. And what I mean by that is there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a ton of uh, comments and discussion in these committees going on. Uh, so the original sports gambling bill passing 13-3 this morning through the finance committee, the amended bill 38, which is allowing for a lot of these changes to be made, passed 14-2. to so they moved on to the Rules Committee, and while they were there, one of the amended changes was uh, the breakdown as follows. There's going to be $2 million out of this that's going to go to gambling treatment. So you'll hear on those lottery ads uh, the problem gambling helpline. So this will, I guess, go towards those initiatives. Um, this sounds like a lot of money, but when you break it down, it's not a ton of money. 500000 is going to go for youth sports development in North Carolina. So each of North Carolina's counties, all 100 of them, will get essentially $5,000 each for county 
youth sports development. I think that's great. I mean, any any amount of money helps. Rec departments, uh, you know, I'm not talking travel ball. I'm talking like, you know, recreation kind of. of where Ben was an all-star, by the way. Rec ball. He scored on his own team, as we know. He scored on his own team? You've never heard this? No, I have not you heard just, this. That sounds like a great story, though. Ben was an all-star on the all-star basketball team. Okay, I'm I'll tell you, you that. I'll, I'll, let me tell you that. Well, I'll, okay, Ben could tell you the whole story, but basically, he was like on the youth all-star basketball team, and he got in the game and he scored on his own team. He put it in. He got a rebound, I guess, like a defensive rebound, but put it up like it was an offensive rebound and scored against his own team. He scored for the other team. That's his big athletic claim to fame. By wow, way. that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'll wow. let you boys sort that out of it. Let's sort that part out of it. So uh, 5000 will go for uh, county youth sports development. So that would go to like Greenville Parks and Rec, for example, or, or your local rec department if you're listening to us outside of Pitt County. Uh, 10% will go to the athletic departments at Elizabeth City State, Fayetteville State, North Carolina A&T, North Carolina Central, uh, UNC Pembroke, Winston-Salem State, and then UNC Asheville, which kind of I, I, I furrowed my brow a little on that with you and with Unka. The others are HBCUs, uh, and so I could uh, UNCP is obviously uh, in a minority-heavy area in the in the Sand Hills uh, in Pembroke, but uh, so I could kind of understand some of that. Uh, going towards those institutions. I, I talked to somebody today about the UNC Asheville thing, and I knew they had the, one of the smallest athletic budgets in their um, conference, but I, I don't think I realized exactly how minuscule it was until I talked to, to someone today uh, about it. And so I could kind of see that because I, I said, well, what's the difference between this and Western Carolina? And they said, well, you know, Western's got football and they're you know, their budget kind of looks like this. UNC Asheville's budget looks like this. It's like, whoa. So uh, that 10% of this goes there. I'm assuming the 10, the percentages I'm about to give you come after the $2.5 million goes out for gambling treatment and then county youth sports development. Uh, 30% goes to major events fund. And see, we had Donna King on um, who's a – a Politico on the morning show talk of the town this morning. And she was talking a little bit about this, about attracting events and tournaments. And so I think that's what that is now. Now how that, how you're going to attract events here. I think maybe that's geared towards attracting NCAA events, maybe trying to add other, other things. I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a little bit of a murky area. And I think it also almost gets a little too weedy 60% to the general fund. So that's, that was what, what happened there today. Um, another committee hearing on the sports gambling bill, uh, House rules, and uh, there are amendments being offered at that point. This is a couple of hours ago to the bill, Senate Bill 38. Um, and it got to the point where they had cut off additional amendments for either bill. And... As of last, I'm just I'm just kind of reading this here and catching up to a degree this afternoon because uh, some of this I'd not seen the last uh, when I'd kind of 
moved on to a few other things today. Um, yeah, some of this is kind of weedy, um, and, and some of the language has not been adopted yet. Uh, but a voice vote in the House committee basically approved this and moved it on. Both uh, both bills were passed in the House vote. Uh, let's see. Before I update you on what's going on, let's see if there is an update to update you. Uh, so the House is getting ready to consider the sports gambling bill. Uh, and uh, the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, you probably heard that name somewhere uh, because of his law firm's work with the Catawba tribe on gambling issues, he has recused himself from this. So that's the latest there. Um, the Senate president pro tem Phil Berger says when it, uh, when it comes over, we'll look at it and see if it's something we'll pass. I anticipate us passing the bill. So the Senate seems down with this Senate bill 38, which is the one that the Senate passed 688, and then they passed apparently 38 as a companion piece because that's what would allow the House to make their changes to, to, to the one bill. So now the Senate is going to look at six at, at that Senate Bill 38, and that will allow this thing to, to get uh, approved, I, I suppose, uh, on the Senate's end. Uh, but it, it is appearing like it is going to be an anticipated ha- tight House vote uh, but all indications are that this is going to happen. Uh, and uh, there's just a lot of sort of debate going on now on the House floor about various things that have to do with this. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, the rub is, by tonight, there's a really good chance we could have legalized sports gambling in North Carolina. The issue is, though, and this is uh, something I, I would like to get a little clarity on. We discussed it a little bit yesterday. It's not slated to start to January 1st, and I'm just wondering why that's the case because you've got to know at this point FanDuel and uh, MGM and uh, all the others are kind of sitting on go and ready to go with this thing. So I I don't quite know, unless that's more for the state to kind of get its act together and, and accept the bids for the license holders, et cetera. That, that's, but it seems like that could be done a little more quickly than having it in place by January 1st, but that's government as it as it is. Speaking of uh, government, uh, Ben, do we have uh, – you, you pulled this cut. Roger Goodell was on Capitol Hill today. And, uh, Ben, I'm kind of deviating from what we talked about before the show here, but since we've got the audio ready, I think it's a good time to at least play this part of it. Uh, But Roger Goodell uh, was testifying on Capitol Hill today. Uh, The rub was to the effect of the Washington commander's workplace. Uh, Goodell, appearing before the House Oversight Committee, said that the HR department for the then Redskins franchise was basically useless before changes were made. And Goodell said that Dan Snyder has not been present at league meetings for some time and has not been involved, as far as Goodell knows, in the day-to-day operations of the team. Uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, said the league doesn't did not release findings of its investigation because it wanted to protect witnesses who participated and will continue to do so. Uh, Goodell added that the league has been fully cooperating with the House committee and confirmed commander's workplace was toxic, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, he has faith and trust in the system that is now in place in the commanders. Then who was this that said uh, that this was a waste of time? Well, what's the cut, Ben? I, I don't want to give it short shrift here. But what, the, the cut about the lawmaker, what, who, what was he basically saying and who was it? Do okay, so there was a rep named Byron Daniels. He was a Florida Republican rep. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, uh, he pretty mm -hmm. much jumped in saying this entire hearing was a waste of time. We have more important issues going on in the country and the state. So, um, I mean, here's pretty much that. Um, it's a little bit lengthy, but yeah. we can cut it down if we need to. No, no, let, well, well, no let's hear it. I, I think that's – Okay. I think, I think that makes – I mean – It's uh, a minute and a half. Yeah, let's just hear what he says. Okay. And I will do my best to answer your questions. Thank you for your testimony and for coming today. I now recognize myself for five minutes. Madam Chair, I have a parliamentary inquiry. The, the gentleman is recognized. Madam Chair, the U.S. Supreme Court case, U.S. versus Watkins, makes clear that Congress's investigative power must be related to and in the furtherance of a legitimate task of Congress, especially in light of the, the testimony by Mr. Goodell how does continuing this hearing actually relate to a legitimate task of Congress in the face of record high inflation, record high gas prices, a completely unsecured border, a fentanyl crisis that is killing more people between the ages of 18 and 45 than any other cause in the United States, a baby formula crisis, a tampon crisis? Madam Chair, the commissioner has just detailed in his own testimony that the, the, the Washington commanders, Redskins, whatever you choose to call them, have been held <laughs> accountable. They've made necessary reforms to the organization. You got a chair here for Mr. Snyder who told the committee he was the not going to be here. The gentleman will suspend. Madam Chair, the what is the purpose of this, will this, what is the purpose of this the hearing? The gentleman will it suspend. Will... This, has, this is not about a stated parliamentary inquiry that is the parliamentary inquiry have, madam chair what is the purpose of it you can bang the gavel all you want but i don't really care what is the purpose of continuing this madam chair that is the parliamentary inquiry and how does this congress's business actually be continued how does it how does congress's business actually be continued by continuing this hearing co-sponsor co okay I mean, he's got a point. He's absolutely no, I, got a point. I, I, so, I, again, I, I had not seen this. So, I'm a, and I'm aware who Daniels is. Uh, is that his name? Is that who it is? Byron uh, Daniels, Florida Republican. Yeah, Byron Rep. Daniels. Yeah, he he's a a real you know a sharp member of Congress from Florida. Um, I I think we were going to have him on one day on the morning show, but I I think our schedules got crossed. But um. He's a pretty sharp cat, and um, look, I agree. That, I mean, it, it, what I'm assuming here is Goodell had already given his testimony and everything I just kind of said, right? Yeah. Everything I, mean, I just kind of ran through. And we already kind of found out there's not much he can do about the Dan Snyder situation when it comes right. to revoking his ownership. I mean, he has no power there whatsoever, so, so I mean, what's, what are we doing here? But, I, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a little bit of gamesmanship politically in there. But I mean, his comments, you know, I mean, that, they were pretty. Fa I mean, there is a gas crisis, gas crisis. There is a major inflation situation uh, going on right now. Uh, there is uh, there are shortages for things like baby formula. I didn't even know there was a tampon shortage. There's uh, a shortage for everything nowadays. There's a chicken right. one. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So there's all these shortages. Uh, there's all these supply chain issues. 
there, there is a crisis at the border. That is not a political statement in the way that he probably intended it, that Daniels did. But, I mean, there is a there, there are some issues with illegals pouring into the country at the border. I mean, these are all things that uh, – so, I mean, I tend to agree with them, and we're, we're grilling the – the commissioner of the NFL over something that seems like it is now this, this lady who is the chair of the committee, um, Carolyn Maloney, who's a Democrat from New York. Um, shocker. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Shocker. <laughs> I was, I was waiting. Um, I guess the, the word is Snyder skip town. And is not taking the allegations. Yeah, I mean, so he's been no invited in or while, subpoenaed. Yeah. yeah, he's been invited or subpoenaed to testify Wednesday. Yeah, she she pretty much invited so. him and said that you know she's trying to get this figured out, but it's just kind of like so they. But um, but I mean, what is she trying to figure out? What? I, you, I, that's that, that's that's kind of the point he's getting at. I mean, we're we're kind of wasting time here if this whole deal. I mean, I mean, if there's an NFL investigation, which there is, they're not going to report the findings. What makes you think Snyder's going to tell you anything? Right, and I mean. You know, the other part of that is if the NFL owners, Goodell can't do anything about getting rid of Snyder, but the NFL owners can. And I, I don't know if they're in the business of wanting to circle the wagons and protect Dan Snyder. Maybe they are. I don't know. Well, there was a, if I'm not mistaken, this was maybe a couple weeks ago, but they did kind of like a preliminary kind of hearing, and only one mm -hmm. owner voted for Dan Snyder sticking around. So um, it, it seems I mean, so that it, everybody's on board with getting rid of Dan Snyder. Right. It doesn't seem like he's going to be involved that much longer. I could be wrong, but, I mean, it just seems like that that Snyder, who is not well-liked by anybody, is, is going to be out of there. And maybe we'll get into more of this later, but, I mean, further this guy Byron Daniels' point here, I mean, there were some pointless questions asked Goodell's way that didn't further things whatsoever, had no relevance to the situation at hand, and uh, it just shows well, kind well, of somebody was asking about right now. Somebody was asking about Portnoy from Barstools, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, we have that if uh, you want to play that, but it's, it, it's How ridiculous. long is that cut? 20 seconds. Yeah, let's just play that real quick. I mean, this is the kind of hijinks and hilarity that is going on at, at this congressional hearing. While they're you, – you've got my dander up, Ben. Yeah, well, this – I mean, we've got, like, major problems out there, and I understand we're the toy shop and we're trying to keep it light and loose, but, I mean, if, you know, and, and look – I'm not here to apologize for Roger Goodell on any level, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, to, to what end are we are we discussing this when there's real legitimate issues out there? Yeah, are you familiar? I know you're you're a little bit more in the politics game. Rep. Jim Jordan uh, is is that yeah, know, ring a yeah, bell? I know okay, Jim. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely it does. Is this Jim Jordan? He's the one that asked the question. This? Yeah. Well, this is then Jim Jordan's an idiot <laughs> because I mean this is just this is a waste of yeah, time. Exactly. Uh, all right, play this. This right. is crazy. Band Dave Portnoy from NFL Games. Pardon me, I couldn't hear your question. Why do you ban Dave Portnoy <laughs> from NFL Games? He's a journalist. In fact, he's a sports journalist. Why is he banned? Uh, Congressman, I'm not familiar with that uh, issue. I'm happy to really? check with my staff, but I'm not aware of that. You ban Dave Portnoy. Uh, th th thanks for that, Jim. <laughs> thanks for that, Jim. The issue hey, this guy's getting accused of sexual assault. What about Dave Portnoy, though? Look, the there there are there are kind of the 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 barstool thing is divided down. Important noise. I mean, there are there are people on the the right who 
seem to like the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, and, Portnoy has a gripe here. It's just this is not a time to bring it right. up. I mean, Portnoy, Portnoy, he was he was arrested at a, a Tom Brady uh, protest when Tom Brady <laughs> right. was getting yeah. uh yeah, pretty much yeah. getting suspended for the league. And Portnoy was arrested for just protesting at that event. Yeah. So I mean, he's got legitimate gripes here. Nice banned from games. So. I get it, but this is not the time and place for that, Mr. Jim, Jim Jordan, whoever you are. <laughs> Congressman Jordan, yes. <laughs> Mr. Not, Congressman, not dear sir, in, your, is, your honor. This is not the place for this. No, I agree with you. This is not the place for this. Place nor time. All right. Um, let's grab a break. Let's reset. I think everything's off the rails at this point, Ben. I agree. Uh, I, I tend to do that a lot. No, no, no. That's fine. I, I appreciate you getting this audio because, I mean, I think this is – I mean, look, I'm not trying to say what happened in Washington's not serious and that Dan Snyder's not a creep, but don't we have other things that we need to be doing instead of feeding Portland's ego? And... I'm on the poverty <laughs> line out here. I'm, try- I'm, a, I'm a young lad trying to make it. But I, seriously, aren't we, other than feeding Portnoy's ego and if the commissioner testified to what he's testified to and it's an internal investigation they're not going to really to what end is all this mom i I need gas money if you're listening i need (laughs) some gas money here (laughs) all right okay take a break we'll come back uh bride mall next half hour uh ben will have an update coming up in a few minutes we'll let you know what's going on too in the uh, house as far as legalizing sports gambling throughout the day you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 the game to take us anywhere you are at any time Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Bill Clark Homes is proud to support East Carolina Athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Homes is building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500000 They're excited to announce the opening of their 4,000-square-foot design center this spring. The new Bill Clark Homes Design Center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Homes, building family traditions. 
HealthWise Pharmacy rounds the bases with all of your infusion, retail, compounding, and medical equipment needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise has grown to be your most trusted provider for infusion services. Currently providing in-home or on-site infusions in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Visit HealthWise Pharmacy at 615B South Memorial Drive or call 252-295-0059 to speak to a patient service representative to find the option that best suits your needs. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800 395 Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 943 The Game. Summer, summer, summer time. If you're one that suffers from uh, joint pain or from arthritis or injuries and maybe you've tried the traditional treatments and you know there's only so much that works, pain meds, I mean, there's an addictive measure there. Steroids really aren't good for your body. Nothing that's a long-term solution or shouldn't be anyway. Surgery, I mean, you're going to have downtime and you don't want to have surgery unless you absolutely have to, right? Uh, there is a better way to handle all this, and it's here now in Greenville, the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Uh, advanced, exciting, natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroids, as we mentioned, toxic for your joints. Pain meds are addictive. You don't want to go under the knife. The old ways are out. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, and they use natural biologics. So no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life that you need to have, especially if you want to get out and enjoy your summer. Uh, so you can call now, schedule a free consultation. That phone number is 252-765-PAIN. Pay attention here. 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. There's a lot of in-the-weeds kind of stuff happening, some things that happen in Raleigh that happen within the, uh, you know, passing of any bill, and that's what's kind of going on right now. I don't know if they'll have this voted on by the time we leave the air, but... Uh, it's got to go through two readings, and it was my understanding that it's not one of those deals that it has to be on two different days, so they'll go through it once, once all this debate and 
yik yakking and the comments are over and then they'll vote on it uh, obviously they'll vote again on it and uh and then we should be uh closer to all of this happening I, I right now we're kind of communicating with brian murphy is maybe having him on tomorrow though but if this thing passes we might get jason sane on so we'll have some more on this tomorrow as far as a guest who could sort through it all you know i, I would love to have representative sane back because he's just kind of plain spoken lays it out like it's supposed to be i would love to start hey. reading well you know how i used to do the lines for the pregame show and occasionally in the yeah. updates i would love for those to yeah. come to good use now with this uh sports gambling bill now people can actually really really use those if they wanted well, to and be informed there's a, there's there's a reason why i uh said we needed to start doing that no yeah absolutely i get it i mean just to know who the underdog is in a game i mean i feel like i mean well, even that's kind of look, knowledgeable. This, yeah. this is going to be big uh for for our station but it's going to be big for ecu athletics it's going to be big for for a lot of people, people and, and the thing is me. this well and the thing is this you shouldn't one be telling me how to spend my own money if you're yeah, that's uh, one of these. That's, I've always maintained the uh, the idea that people telling other people how to spend their money and what to do with their money, especially this live golf tour thing, it's absolutely creepy. I, I think it's weird I, just telling people how they should manage their money and what they should do with their families. You shouldn't spend your. You shouldn't tell me or, or Ben or anybody how to spend their own money. And are there people that are going to get in trouble doing this? Yes, but I'll tell you what, they probably already are in trouble. Well, I've seen and, that they're putting $2 million towards kind of gambling addiction awareness right. uh, in this bill, and too. And they should. So, That's yeah. fine. I have, no, I have no problem with that. But, but, I mean, if somebody has that kind of bad addictive personality or that vice, you know, and I understand the addiction side of things. I, 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 I'm hearing that argument. But, I mean, I can only speak from my perspective. You know, I'm not going to bet $1,000. But if I'd have put $10 down on Will Zalatoris to finish top 10 in the open, I'd have made, I think, 250 bucks. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's that's pretty good, you know, where from where I sit. So, you know, I'm I, a big I fight think fan, and I've been doing the fan duel. I've been doing yeah. it legally and I'm making money off it. I would love to do just a straight-up bet on it or just a straight-up odds on it. Just put a not a crazy amount of money that's going to get me in trouble, just a little bit, just so, you know, keep me engaged and keep have a little bit more stakes on it. It's a little bit more fun. Um, I mean, I would love to do something right. like that, yeah, in yeah. a healthy way, in yeah. a place I know where my money's going to the right place and I don't have to deal with any shady individuals. All right, are you ready for, uh, for an it. update? Yep. We'll do that, then we'll get to Brian Mall, and then we'll uh, wrap this puppy up. Here's Ben with the 94.3 The Game update. Thanks, Patrick. A look at what's happened around Pirate Nation after hitting the portal. Pirate Baseball's Carter Cunningham has withdrawn from the transfer portal and announced he will be returning to the program. East Carolina Rising sophomore distant runners Jack Dingman and Madeline Hill have been selected to compete in the 2022 United States Track and Field U-20 Championships this week at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon. The event features the top under-20 athletes in the nation and serves as the selection event for the World Athletics U-20 Championships in August. They'll compete this Saturday night at eight. It's what every little leaguer in Greenville dreams of playing for, a chance to play for the city championship tonight. It's Roth or Ross Orthodontics facing Truist in game one of the best two or three series at Elm Street Park. That comes your way at 7 o'clock. Two bills that would legalize sports betting in the state of North Carolina have been approved by the House Rules Committee, Senate Bill 688 
and 38 would raise tax rates and fees paid by sports wager and operators. The full house is considering the sports gambling bills right now. If approved, sports gambling is expected to bring in between 8 and 24 million annually in tax revenue. Reports indicate it wouldn't start, however, until after the football season around January 1st, 2023. PJ Commissioner Jay Monahan confirmed today rollout a revamped schedule that will include increased prize money. The new purses will be worth at least $20 million in eight existing premier events. The tour also wants to add three events in a global golf series that would have no cuts, limited fields, and feature purses of at least $25 million. Details are still being worked out, but the new updates are expected to be approved for next year's season. The PJ Tour will also return to a calendar year schedule and move away from the wraparound schedule that's currently in place. Monaghan also claims that the Live Golf Tour is an irrational threat to the sport. But despite this, the Open Championship is set to allow members from the Live Golf International Series to play at St. Andrews next month. This comes after the United States Golf Association allowed Live players to compete in the U.S. Open last weekend in Massachusetts. The Live Golf Series is financially backed by Saudi Arabia's pub- Public Investment Fund. That has caused a good amount of backlash in the process as big-time players jump over the PGA Tour. Live Golf has now signed eight of the top 50 players in the world. They're most recently adding Brooks Kepka, who decided to back out of the Tour's Travelers Championship. Championship. Open championship begins July 14th. Details are emerging regarding from a 2009 sexual assault and harassment allegation against commanders under Daniel Snyder as he was accused by an employee of the Washington NFL franchise in 2009. The organization settled the matter months later for $1.6 million, according to the Washington Post. A letter sent by an attorney for the team to the women's lawyers in 2009 indicates the female employee accused Snyder of asking her for sex, groping her, and attempting to remove her clothes. Snyder has been invited to testify before a House congressional committee regarding an investigation into workplace behavior but declined, stating he had term-related to business meetings in other countries. Roger Goodell, in front of a House Oversight Committee, says that Washington Commander's workplace was far from appropriate when Leak conducted an independent investigation and that Snyder is no longer involved in day-to-day operations. He also explained he would release the detail of the Leak's private investigations in order to protect witnesses. a commitment to protect their identities. We are going to continue okay. to do that. When asked about if it was possible to remove Snyder from league for the league and strip him of his ownership, Goodell claims that he doesn't have the power to do such a thing. John Gruden's case was also addressed as an attorney for a form, the former NFL head coach says the league's misconduct must stop being addressed behind closed doors. John Gruden's lawyer said it's very clear the NFL's resistant actual accountability and is only one to be selectively transparent. This comes as NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell testified before the House Oversight Committee on the Washington Commanders' alleged toxic workplace. Gruden is suing the NFL alleging the league leaked inappropriate emails sent by him in a malicious and orchestrated campaign. A couple of other news and notes from the NFL that are kind of depressing. Tony Saragusa, former Colts and Ravens defensive lineman, has passed away at the age of 55. A 2019 third-round pick and outside linebacker for the Ravens, Jalen Ferguson, has passed away today at the age of 26. The Hornets could be pivoting to a new candidate for their head coaching vacancy. I said this was going to happen. Team owner Michael Jordan met with Mike D'Antoni to discuss the team's head coaching opening. Charlotte had originally come to terms for Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson, but he backed out of the deal and reportedly hadn't signed the paperwork. Antonio had been a finalist for the job along with Atkinson, can now take over his first head coaching position since leaving the Houston Rockets in 2020. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. On the other side of this quick timeout, Brian Mole, what to make of this live golf tour deal and what Commissioner Jay Monahan said earlier today with the PGA Tour. More on that, Brooks Kepka. All that coming your way on the other side of this quick timeout, quick timeout here 
on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. You don't get to be the league's all-time leading rusher without feeling some pain. Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows joint pain, and he also knows the old treatments aren't the only treatments. Today, there's a natural alternative to drugs and surgery. It's Biologic Therapies from QC Kinetics. I'm talking regenerative solutions that encourage your body to heal and repair itself. Do you have pain in your hips, knees, shoulder, lower back? Want to get your life back? The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics can help. Call to learn more about this exciting natural way to deal with chronic joint pain. Don't put it off. Call QC Kinetics. Restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime and lasting results. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-7246. 252-756-PAIN. If you live in eastern North Carolina, then you know it's the best boating in the world right here. Why not have the exact boat you want? Now you can customize and design your own boat with Pair Customs in Washington. Pair Customs builds Pair Custom boats. You can customize your boat with no more and no less of what you want and how you want it built. Pair Customs builds six different models from 21 to 27 feet. Brian Pair and his team will build your boat the exact way you want it with superb craftsmanship t-tops towers no tops front seats back seats no seats no problem want a specialized top for cobia fishing or sight casting no problem your family will love your new pair custom boat made by pair customs in washington check out pairmarine.com or come see them at 106 tar heel drive in washington pair customs dedicated to building a superior product at an affordable price I'm Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World. Trucks, 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 two-wheel drives, four-wheel drive, extended cabs, crew cabs, you name it, we have it. Late model, low mileage, all brands. 15 liters to choose from for all of your financing options. Plus, we customize tires, rims, lift kits on site, no matter how large or small the job is. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Just follow me. We're doing it for the gram. Check out pics from the PJ Show and more. Plus, picks from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram.
much happening, including uh, in the world of golf. We go now to Brian Mull, who's uh, our guy, writes uh, about it for all kinds of places, including Caddy Network, all kinds of things. He's uh, got a lot of pies that those fingers are in, and uh, he's been good enough to take our uh, our Zoom call here on the Patrick Johnson Show for uh, a little discussion on uh, what's happening in the, in the world of golf. Uh, you've not committed to the Live Tour since I last talked to you, have you? <laughs> I have not. Um I'm, I'm still a free agent okay. open to uh, most opportunities. I'm going to start with an interesting and probably what I would consider to be a pretty big story, but of the last 24 hours or so, probably the least biggest story reporting on. Nick Faldo departing the booth. He's going to go back and live on the ranch in Montana and design golf courses, apparently. Uh, but you know if Greg Norman offered him, like, Romo money, if Live Golf ever gets a a TV partner, I mean, he, we'll see him back on television, right? Right? Uh, I don't think so. I okay. think Faldo is is in his mid sixties and has been on the road for the better part of fifty years, uh, and I think he has he, he's at a happy place with his marriage and his wife and uh, certainly has made all the money that he would ever need. And I really think I, I could feel his energy waning a little similar to the end of Johnny Miller's tenure mm-hmm. and, and a bit of uh, look, the guys that are in the top 10 on the tour are in their twenties and, and, and Faldo's in his mid sixties right. and uh, it was becoming, and it's not so much that as just the technology he could not relate to the modern game because it was so different than the game that he played to win six majors. And so I think by putting a 40 something Trevor Immelman in that role, uh, they, they'll close that gap and stay more relevant. Okay. I got you there. I, I like Faldo by and large. Yeah. I, I, he was, he did a good job. I just felt like in these last year or two, you could feel him just, you know, as someone hit a 350 yard drive or 200 yard eight iron, he, he just had a hard time wrapping his head around yeah. as, as we all do. Well, and I think he also, he worked a, he worked a huge amount. I, I mean, it, not only CBS who's got the majority of the events, but then the golf channel of just to, mm-hmm. to invoke that. So I mean, he was on all of that. He, he was, he wasn't just jetting in and, and doing the weekend and, and then jetting out. No, 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 no. He was uh, he was very integral in their Thursday Friday coverage, which which enhanced it, and uh, you know his presence there and his his insight, and certainly I'm sure helped him uh, do a better job on the weekend to, to have that familiarity with the course and the way things were going on that week. But uh, yeah, I get it, man. He's got to you know Montana's nice and uh, <laughs> just hang, hang out. <laughs> <laughs> plenty. I'm sure you can find plenty of things to do to occupy his time. And, uh, got yeah, some dogs running around. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. Uh, he's had quite a lot. He's a character. He's a fascinating off the course character. All right. Uh, so let's let's get to some of the other. Th- I wanted to get to that here to to ensure we got to it. Um, so you know, Monahan speaks, rallying the troops. Here's my thing here. Let me just let's give everybody the, the rundown here. The, the reporting is the PGA is going to roll out this revamp schedule, which I know you told me yesterday has been uh, in the works for quite a while. Now that includes stop me if you've heard this before, $20 million purses in eight existing premier events 
and then they want to add three new events in a global golf series that would have no cuts, limited fields, and feature purses of at least $25 million. Again, stop me if you've heard that before. Boy, this seems eerily similar to something. I just can't put my finger on exactly what. It's quite reactive. Uh, The tour could have come out of this looking a lot better, and they've certainly stumbled along the way and and now seem to be in recovery mode. this they they could have probably nipped the live tour early had they wanted by by going ahead and announcing this you know a year or so ago uh now they still have to get sponsors for these events to my knowledge they they have not procure, procured those and that could be interesting in this current economic environment um but it's a good plan it's certainly what we've seen, look, for, for 10 or 15 years on the PGA Tour, it's basically two different tours. There's the Superstar Tour and the events they play and the rank-and-file guys that are just trying to stay out there and the events that they can play. And I think we're going to see more and more separation along those mm. ways, mm-hmm. along those lines. And then uh, once, you know, four times a year, if we're lucky, we're, all the best players will be in the same place which enhances the major championships. Uh, the U.S. tour operated for a long time without any competition financially and uh, basically dominated the world. And the more I've thought about it, I think having multiple tours is going to uh, allow there to be more stars globally and uh, give more people an opportunity. That, that I mean, there's so many great golfers that people haven't heard of that are, that are they're going to have heard of soon. Golf writer Brian Mull is uh, with us here. So the tour comes up with $160 million for these eight existing premier events, right? So that's – you're a numbers guy. You're better at numbers than I am. So that's one six, That's $160 million, right? Yeah. Another $75 million in there, right? Yep. $18 million for the winner of the PGA uh, points, the FedEx, FedEx Cup. Yeah, right. And then uh, $40, let us just say $50 because that's kind of the number – that has been kicked around for this PIP deal, which Tiger got $8 million last year, reportedly. Phil got the, you know, with the stuff online. They should give it all to Tiger every year. Right, yeah. yeah that's, well, but, but so, I'm, you know, again, I'm doing math. I'm not a numbers guy. But, Brian, that's $300 million that kind of in specialty additional money is being offered to guys out there uh, that they have to earn. I get all that. But that's $300 million that, to me, Maybe you could have uh, mitigated this whole live thing by applying that money in different ways and not doing it in such a nebulous way as they do some of it. No, I agree. Um, it's their backs were against the wall, and and they had to put up, you know, show up some money or or, or risk more of the top players leaving. I still don't think they've lost anyone who hurts the PGA Tour to this point. Um, They've lost some big names. They've lost some guys who've won some major championships. Uh, I, I think DeChambeau's toward the end of his career. Mm. I don't think uh, physically his body's going to be able to to hold up much longer. Nor and I don't know that it was his plan to have a longevity. I think he was looking to try to try to get as much as he could out of a five or seven year window. And Kepka has has been injury plagued, and his performance is starting to drop off a little bit. Um. But I think the concern was if they lost a, a Morikawa or a Hovland, um, and they still may, mm-hmm. or or any of those young up and coming stars 
then it was really going to be be a, a, a death blow in a way for the PGA Tour. And, and and so I think this is a way to to not only assure the current stars but the next crop because they're coming every well, year. Uh, I, I, of I what's get available. That. I get that, but Scotty Scheffler is uh, vanilla ice cream. Great player, vanilla ice cream. Um, you know, we had a, a, a Brit who's a great player win our, our national championship. I'm a big fan of Will Zalatoris, but I don't know if beyond the look and the ability, um, th- there's not a whole lot of outspokenness there. Rory's outspoken, but he doesn't win. Everybody wants to talk about all these other guys are washed. Rory hasn't won a major in what, eight years? Right? Yeah. So, you know, Kepka's withdrawn from the, the Travelers, according to reports this morning. And He's out. Yeah. So, but I mean, Brooks Kepka, there's a little bit of uh, mass appeal there, right? There's a little bit of mass appeal there. There's some. People, yeah, know, there's who, certain... people know who DeChambeau is. People kind of know who Patrick Reed is. Everybody kind of knows who Dustin Johnson is. Again, I, you know, everybody knows Mickelson. But I'm just saying the, 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 some of these name guys, I think just to write them off, that they're not needle movers, it, it seems a little dismissive to me. There's only one needle mover, and he's not playing until the right. British Open. Right, yeah, and, I, I, um, I get that. But but these other guys, there's interest in seeing what they do, right? There is. I wonder how much of that will be sustained on the live tour. Will people really be getting excited about one of those guys beating 47 other people and making even more money. Like, I just don't know <laughs> in a 54 hole scrambled for, is that something, are you really going to get fired up because Brooks Kepka made another four and a half million dollars? Like, does that matter? Um, on a tour that as, as it stands right now, they're, they're not really accruing official world golf ranking points. I think they will get to that point because I think the majors it's in their best interest to have the strongest field and protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want, the better players on the live tour playing in their events. So I do think that will happen, but it's going to be a couple of years before they can start accruing those points. And um, look, I, I think it's going to be good because I think the live tour is going to go globally. And one thing that suffered as the U S PGA tour has dominated the game and dominated the marketplace and attracted all of the best players in the world is that we've lost great events in South Africa, uh, Australia, even some of the events in Asia that have kind of gone by the wayside that used to attract a top global field. And I think we're going to see more of that. And I think that's great because that will truly grow the game in those countries to have the top players there. And I think that's terrific. Um, I don't think growing the game in the United States is anything anybody needs to worry about. I mean, I don't know about you, but every golf course I've been to in the last three years is, is enjoying uh, record profits and, and booming and more people are playing the game than ever before. So uh, I think the, this opportunity with another tour to give some other people opportunity to, to you know, pursue professional golf is, is ultimately a win for the game. Um, do you think the Kepka move in particular opens the door? for? Obviously, there was a, you know, based on some comments months ago and what has happened here in the last 24, 48 hours, Clearly, clearly, this is a situation where um, a price was met. So it kind of tells me everybody's got a price at some point. But does this make it a little easier for some of these others that would be considered his contemporaries? Not this crop of up-and-comers uh, that, that you're talking about, but, but guys that are 
Because Kepka's not old by any stretch. His body might be, but he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. Um, does this open the door for some other guys that are, are in that class that he's in, uh, that contemporary group that he's a part of, to, to maybe make this jump? Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, look, money talks. And uh, I, I feel like the <laughs> negotiations from the Live Tour, they, it feels like they probably start out low and, just keep going higher and higher until they get the answer that they want. And that's been able to work. Not mo- most uh, organizations don't have that luxury, but they certainly do uh, seeming to have an unlimited supply of cash. So uh, everybody, you know, has a, has a price, but I do think that this, the, this pivot by the tour, by the PGA tour certainly will, will keep a few more of their stars close to home. Um, and uh, you know, ensure that they're going to have highly competitive events like, like this week at the travelers, when you look at the strength of the field, I mean, if they can have more regular events with where where you've got a good core of the top 20 players in the world competing, then they will be just fine. Who do you like in the travelers this week? Joaquin Neiman jumps off the page a little bit. He's been playing really well, finished third at Memorial, uh, struggled a little bit at the U S open, but the U S opens a one-off. I mean, that's such a different tournament than any other event. Uh, Neiman's played really solid all year. He won at Riviera earlier in the season. I like Cantlay, uh, actually, uh, kind of backdoored his way into a top 15 finish shooting one under on the weekend. Uh, very good round in, in, in the, on Saturday when it was brutally difficult. And, uh, Spieth uh, has won here before, uh, got sidetracked last week by a stomach bug that was apparently going around, affected Justin Thomas, a few other guys who went out to eat. don't know if it was food poisoning or whatever, but he, he was just not himself last week, but certainly uh, his ball striking has been uh, at the top. So th- that's where the kind of the top of my list would reside. And a uh, couple of Raleigh guys that uh, I think this is a good course fit, and Webb Simpson and Brendan Todd, I think, seen some flashes from both of them recently unless Webb Simpson plays poorly then the Raleigh sports media will call him Charlotte's Webb Simpson all right (laughs) the great Brian Mull from the Caddy Network we appreciate it thank you so much thanks Patrick always a pleasure yeah great to have Brian on what was that Ben what were you uh smart alecking about over there I was saying you know everybody I feel like if you and Brian Mull y'all each have like your go-to lines and your go-to for Webb Simpson is a Raleigh's or whoever's Webb Simpson well, again, Webb Simpson, who is from Raleigh, if the Triangle Sports Media, our friends up there, call him Raleigh's Webb Simpson when he when he plays well. If he's par, you know, if he shoots even par, they call him Wake Forest alum Webb Simpson because that's kind of, you know, blah, par, right? And Wake Forest yeah, is nobody claims toast. Wake Forest. Right. You can't hate Wake Forest. But if he plays really badly, then you call him Charlotte's Webb Simpson where he lives now. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I like it. I like. I wasn't like uh, critiquing it oh. or anything. Yeah, I, I thought I, I, I like the little. Uh, what do you? The, the weird little uh, kinks when y'all two get on. Like y'all have y'all's go to yeah. lines, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Um, thanks. I think. Um, thanks to Brian Mull for being on with <laughs> us here. Uh, let's see. Uh, six amendments have now been added to the calendar on Senate Bill Thirty Eight. First one is making name of Parks and recreation proper in the bill and they've added an amendment sports lounge at pnc if one is created would be closed eight hours before and after nc state basketball games that passed 101 to nothing i guess it makes sense 
Yeah. Uh, so this looks like it's happening, but it's just it's going to go into the night. We'll we'll try to update it on social media. Ben and I'll keep an eye on it for you. Thanks to uh, Ben Byerman. Chris for their jobs uh, and efforts today. Thanks to Brian Mall. We'll be back tomorrow, break it all down for you, let you know what's going on, uh, and hopefully we'll have the road to sports gambling legalization in North Carolina. See you then. In times of fear, World Vision has been there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've stood with kids and families during some of the world's hardest times. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and support, helping rebuild lives, and empowering entire communities to lift themselves out of poverty. And we're doing the same today. Because rising to these challenges is in our DNA.